the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The cat, the stars. Business 1440 KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Trump administration has imposed new sanctions on six high-ranking members of the Venezuelan security forces. U.S. Special Representative for Venezuela, Elliot Abrams. Maduro supporters that uh, abuse or violate human rights, steal from the Venezuelan people, or undermine Venezuela's democracy are not welcome in the United States. The sanctions in response to the blocking of humanitarian aid convoys last week. Vice President Mike Pence says the U.S. economy is as strong as ever, thanks to President Trump and his policy. Under the president's strong leadership, we forged new trade deals that finally put American jobs and American workers first. And with the support of this generation of conservatives, President Trump signed the largest tax cut and tax reform in American history. And the vice president speaking this week at the CPAC conference just outside of Washington. This is SRN News. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning, Minnesota. Uh, King is on assignment. Left the country. Uh, you could say he has exited the country to go and study Brexit with students from St. Cloud State, and he is in the United Kingdom as they're having their Brexit debates. And I am John Spry. I'm an associate professor of finance and business economics at the University of St. Thomas, and I'm excited to be your guest host today. We have a wonderful show. 
that is going to be upbeat and uh, uplifting because we have a bit of a theme of economic growth. And so uh, today we're going to go over the new GDP report. We're going to have a guest to explain the situation in Venezuela, and we're going to talk about how you can go for growth by trying to increase productivity by having a good tax policy, a good transportation uh, policy, and uh, letting prices guide what people do. So I want to start off the show with um, one of my favorite economic quotes of all time by the Nobel Prize winner Robert Lucas. And he said very famously, once you start thinking about economic growth, it's hard to think about anything else. And the reason is economic growth compounds on itself. Economic growth lets you uh, raise uh, living standards. So we can look at the GDP report sort of through that prism of uh, the economic theory of economic growth today. And I also uh, really like economic growth in thinking about a little shorthand economists use, a little trick we use, that's an approximation that's called the Rule of 72. And the Rule of 72 says for uh, numbers that are like in, uh, in the GDP report, kind of in the single digits, you can figure out how long it'll take to double something based on its growth rate approximately by dividing uh, 72 by the growth rate. So our headline number from the GDP report is uh, we got this week uh, 2.6% economic growth uh, for the fourth quarter. So that's the annualized rate of growth uh, October, November, December 2018, because we always get our statistics um, with a lag. And uh, this particular GDP report, probably more than most, has a little asterisk. It's the first estimate. It will continue to be revised, and we will get um, uh, new estimates. And the numbers from any one quarter will bounce around as information comes in. But of course, uh, um, a lot of the data work by the Bureau of Economic Analysis was affected by the longest government shutdown in history. So these numbers may bounce around a little bit more uh, than normal, but with our rule of 72, uh, that would mean if the U.S. economy is, uh, were to continue to grow at this 2.6% uh, uh, growth rate, it would take 28 years Uh, to double the size of the U.S. economy. Also in the GDP report, um, the total size of the economy, again, on an annual basis in the fourth quarter, was $20.9 trillion, with a T, dollars. So we are headed towards the first $21 trillion um, economy, and with 2.2, Uh, 6% growth, uh, that's pretty good. That's faster than, for example, the Congressional Budget Office thinks we'll have in the future. And we can look at sort of like the recipe for growth. One of the things that's been going on, I looked up, is uh, you would expect the total size of your economy to grow if you had population growth. And you can get population growth by having uh, more immigrants move to your country than people that leave and move somewhere else. So that drives U.S. population growth. You also get uh, population growth by simply having more births than deaths. And so when I looked up population growth, it was just uh, over six-tenths of a percent uh, for the U.S. for the entire year. So when we look at uh, the entire year with the fourth quarter coming in at an annual rate of 2.6% growth, uh, growth year over year for 2018 was 2.9%. Not quite the 3% people have been uh, talking about we, we should hit, but pretty close. And uh, that could be revised around. So with um, 2.9% growth um, overall and the population growing at 0.6%, that leaves us with 
3% growth in GDP per capita. So you take the 70, rule of 72, take seven, 72 if you're following along at home on your calculator, divide by 2.3, and roughly uh, the living standard, how much GDP we have per person, is going to be doubling at this growth rate every 31 years. So that's just slightly longer than a generation, uh, and, and that's great. Now, if we had really slow growth, if we had 1% growth, that means it would take 72 years, which is almost a lifetime for uh, GDP to double. Or on the other hand, if we were a fast-growing country uh, like China, and looking at the last decade, China's had around, for a rough number, 7% growth, that means their economy would be doubling every 10 years. So the difference between... 2.9% 2.9% growth and 7% growth is huge. Um, we probably can't get to 7% growth. Um, we'll look at what are uh, the good numbers in here. But, of course, China can grow simply by trying to move closer to the U.S. levels of capital per worker that the U.S. has. That's catch-up growth. They also can grow by just using technology that Americans are already using and deploying it in China. So when we take a look at the GDP report and uh, really dig into the numbers for the uh, fourth quarter, which, (coughs) excuse me, which is why you're here, um, uh, personal consumption is up. That's a big part of GDP. But what I found was really fascinating is what uh, was happening in the fourth quarter with the components of private domestic investment. So overall, while the annual rate of GDP growth was 2.6%, private gross uh, domestic investment was up 4.6%, so two percentage points higher. And if you look in there, one of the fast-growing things was equipment, which was growing at an annual rate of 6.7%. That's a number the Chinese could could understand for a growth rate. That's a really fast growth rate. Intellectual property, 13.1% annualized growth in the fourth quarter. Um, So uh, equipment, intellectual property. Oh, and this this brings out one of the things that uh, is really fascinating. There was a component that went down for private domestic investment, and that was residential structures. And in fact, for all of 2018, um, investment in building houses, in building multifamily apartments, was down. So it's a little bit too early to actually say, oh, this is the total effect of the tax changes, because we had the tax uh, Cut and Jobs Act of 2017, and that was being passed through Congress, going through different committees throughout the year, and then finally being signed into law just at the end of 2017, and we've only had one year under that new tax code, 2018. If you're doing your taxes, which you're going to be doing this month or next month, um, this is the first time you're filling out your taxes under that new tax code, and one of the things it did was it provided uh, uh, less uh, distortion about investment in equipment. So the tax code used to really kind of punish investing in equipment by saying even though you're running your business and you're investing in uh, new equipment, new lathes, you're putting in a new assembly line, and you're having all that cash leave your business to run your factory now, you have to depreciate it over years. You don't get to write it off all at once. And under the new tax code, for the first five years, you get to expense investments in new equipment when you actually spend the equipment. And that reduces um, and basically eliminates for five years the disincentive to invest in equipment. So it's a little bit 
early to say this is the only cause because these are the big macro numbers, but it looks like for 2018, equipment uh, grew. So when you look at uh, private investment, uh, non-residential investment, year over year was up 7%, which is really good. Another thing the tax code did is it um, changed the incentives to uh, buy a big house. So the mortgage interest deduction for second homes was eliminated. And when we come back after the break, I'll try to tie that into um, what's happened to residential investment. According to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.5%, APR 4.78%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250 on your cell phone, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. This is Dan Prof for townhall.com. The sexualization of children will be televised. It's on Good Morning America, where an 11-year-old drag queen dances provocatively to the approval of the hosts and studio audience alike. It's on Hulu in the form of a series, Pen 15, with behavior I can't describe here. Gore Vidal would be approved by the standard of today's culture. In 2015, an admitted pedophile argued in Salon.com that, quote, society preventing children from engaging in sex play and romance is akin to preventing them from learning to swim, unquote. Today, New York State legislators respond to sex trafficking by introducing legislation to legalize prostitution. The social justice response to sex abuse by Catholic clergy is to remove the celibacy vow and prohibitions on homosexuality for priests. The response to the latest sexual abuse charges against R. Kelly is for his attorney to assert an implicit consent defense for preying on 14-year-old kids. The sexual revolution is on the cusp of conquering its final frontier. I'm Dan Proff. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu So welcome to the King Banyan Show. Uh, we're back, and uh, I'm John Spry, guest hosting uh, for King Banyan, and we are taking a look at the GDP report. And when you look at the year-over-year growth, um, this is our best year of GDP growth in a while. So year-over-year, year uh, 2.9% uh, growth for 2018. That's up a little bit from 2017, which was 2.2%, and 2016, which was 1.6%. And, and we were going over how, um, while overall, uh, investment 
which is the I part of uh, Y equals C plus I plus G plus net exports, uh, was up 6%. There's a bit of a difference between uh, residential investment, which actually was down for 2018, just uh, uh, two-tenths of a percent, and non-residential investment, like equipment and intellectual property, uh, and cumulatively non-residential investment was up 7%. So you have within that same category of investment for 2018, pretty nice. 7% growth is good. If if non-residential investment were to grow 7% a year for a decade, we would basically double the amount of capital stock. And that's wonderful. Um, a really good economist at the University of Minnesota, Chris Phelan, always likes to talk about how um, a worker that has a bulldozer is going to have higher wages than a worker that just has a shovel. Because what that worker is able to do, their productivity is so much higher when they have that bulldozer than just a shovel. So if we could keep this up, 7% uh, year-over-year growth in non-residential investment, that's that's really good. Now, you got, you got to subtract off uh, depreciation, which I just forgot I had to do. Um, uh, but that would really get you a bigger capital stock. And so what that means as a worker is if you're in a cubicle, you might have two monitors and better software that lets you create more value for uh, your uh, employer. And uh, if you've been following uh, free agency in baseball, for example, it turns out if you create more value for your employer, you tend to get higher wages like Bryce Harper. And um, so we have uh, good news, I think, in non-residential investment, uh, but residential investment's down. And you might think, ah, that's a sign maybe a recession's coming. Because if you go back to the last time uh, uh, residential investment was dropping, that was 2005, 2006, 2007, uh, where the housing bubble had peaked before the recession started, and people were no longer speculating in things like uh, Vegas uh, or uh, Arizona condos. And um, so I I don't know for sure, because this is just the aggregate macro uh, numbers, but they sure seem consistent with what happened in the uh, Tax Cut and Jobs Act. So with uh, full expensing of equipment, you uh, have removed the disincentive to invest in equipment. So you would expect to see that part of non-residential investment go up. But then um, the tax treatment of uh, owning a house or investing in residential property has changed because you can't deduct a second mortgage. So that's going to raise the cost of buying that second home as a cabin up north somewhere on the lake. Also, the uh, amount of uh, the mortgage interest deduction was capped from one million to uh, seven hundred fifty thousand. And I'll be honest; those were minor changes in the national policy towards housing. But the big change, and I, I think this hasn't been discussed enough is what has happened to the mortgage interest deduction. This always has been one of those political sacred cows in the tax code, and they only made those two changes to it. But you only get to deduct the interest you pay on your mortgage if you itemize your taxes. So a big part of the 2017 tax bill was increasing the standard deduction for a family to $24,000. And for single filers, it was increased to $12,000. So uh, now, if you don't have a lot of uh, interest uh, that you're paying that's hitting that $24,000 number, and they also capped your ability to deduct state and local taxes at $10,000, then like a lot of Americans, including 
your guest host for the King Banyan Show here on AM 1440 Business Radio, John Spry. I'm one of the people that has switched from being an itemizer in 2015, 16, 17 to under the new tax code. I don't even kind of want to deduct mortgage interest uh, because the standard deduction of 12000 is higher. So the estimates from the Tax Policy Center of the Urban Brookings Institute is that we are going to go up as a nation to 90% of us doing our taxes for tax year 2018 right now during tax season will be taking the standard deduction and not itemizing. Only about 10% of filers will be itemizing. So if if you get that high of a percentage taking the standard deduction when before it was only about two-thirds of Americans taking the standard deduction, that has the effect of removing a lot of people from the mortgage interest deduction, which removes some of the incentive to invest so much in housing. Now, our tax code still prefers housing over investing and building a factory. But that dis- that distortion is a little bit lower, and so I actually view this as good news that while uh, private investment grew in 2018 at a really healthy clip of 6%, having the, the fastest growth of 7% be in non-residential uh, is really good news. Um, because I don't think this means we're going into recession because uh, spending on uh, new houses is actually down in real terms for 2018. And uh, so the other thing I'd like to do to kind of conclude this segment is to think about what it means that your standard of living is doubling. And so at this rate of growth, about 2.9% for the year, and then we have uh, 0.6% population growth. That's uh, 2.3% growth. That means sort of every generation, just a little bit longer than one generation, the standard of living doubles. That means that there are medical treatments that your kids get that weren't available to you. So you can think about... um, If you're kind of like the average middle-aged person, um, you grew up in a world without LASIK being an uh, an option for your eyes. Having LASIK as an option is part of having better GDP. That's going to be a a medical service that's provided. And um, also it means that our computing power and I just find this amazing. I have here on my watch a watch that has, and it's literally a watch. It's so small. It has more computing power than the computers on the Apollo 11 mission that put two men on the moon and brought them back. That happens with economic growth. Now, our productivity in putting more and more transistors on a circuit board is just wonderful. That gives us uh, more economic growth, and it's almost kind of hard to imagine. So I'd, I'd like to th- uh, uh, share one story, and of course it's the middle of the day. We're having bright sun sunshine, particularly here in Minnesota with all the snow. It's so bright, and people, um, I, I don't think we appreciate, even when it's dark, in the darkest part of winter or, or, or tonight, 7 p.m., we can go about our life, we can read, we can study, we have light. And what economic growth has done is, um, and this is William Norhouse, who was last one of last year's Nobel Prize winners, he's pointed out that to have light in the middle of the night has gone from something that was such an extravagance that almost nobody could actually uh, read in... Roman times or Babylonian times uh, at night, even if they were literate, to lights so cheap that we're spending a fraction of 1% of our entire household budget 
on light, and we don't even think that, oh, it's miraculous that it's like pennies to have enough light for our entire house. So um, that is wonderful if you have economic growth. Uh, Coming up here in our next uh, segment, I want to talk about sort of the dismal side of economics. What happens when you have a dismal situation like Venezuela? And these are some numbers that are the opposite of economic growth. And we'll talk about what's been happening in Venezuela with our guest, uh, Daniel DiMartina, on the other side of this break. Can you imagine living in a country with inflation of 1,700,000% every year? where the GDP, instead of growing, falls in half over five years, and you have widespread corruption, and you lose democracy. So we're going to talk to a guest who uh, is a native of Venezuela, uh, coming back from the break, and hear about what happens when you have a shrinkage in GDP and what causes it. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAB Audiovisual. WNAB Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAB has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services, so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Giving your computer problems with boots. Did you ever think that your data may be the most valuable thing in your business? What would happen if you lost your data? Arby's provides backup solutions both on-site and in the cloud to protect your data. We can even set something up so you can keep working while we fix the failed computer. Arby's can protect your data and keep you running. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Increase your students' faith and chances of success while decreasing the cost of tuition. Explore our exclusive partnership with Judson University, a private Christian college, by going to our website, TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back to the King Banyan Radio Show. I'm John Spry. Uh, I'm guest hosting for King Banyan. And we are thrilled to have a uh, special guest, Daniel DiMartino, lived in Venezuela with his family. 
uh, until they fled in 2016. So he's now living in the United States, and I believe it's his parents are living in Spain. And so thank you for joining us. Uh, Daniel, what is the latest in Venezuela? Yeah, hi, John. Uh, Thank you for having me. Well, what's going on right now is that Guaido, the interim Democratic president, uh, who's also a president of the National Assembly, he is right now doing a tour uh, around the region. He was in Argentina yesterday. Uh, he might be in another Latin American country today. And there are rumors that he might come to the United States by Sunday. But um, his goal is to return to Venezuela on Monday. And that's going to be a challenge because uh, the government has threatened to jail him if he returns to Venezuela, which would be a terrible provocation. And for background for our listeners, um, the National Assembly was elected in uh, an election, was that 2017? It was. Uh, so the National Assembly was elected in 2015 for a five-year term until 2020. And the opposition then uh, got two-thirds of the members of parliament. So that is a super majority in the parliament. And what they did with the, with the parliament was that they appointed a new Supreme Court uh, because they had the votes to do it. So this is all within the constitution. Maduro did not recognize the new Supreme Court, and the new Supreme Court, after Maduro was selected yet again in another sham election in 2018, they said that his term was illegitimate, and therefore uh, that the president of the National Assembly, according to our constitution, and this president of the National Assembly is Guaido, should become the interim president until new elections are held. And so um, one of the things you've lost, and, and, and I, I, I hate to say it, it sounds like a, an American country music song where as you go through the song, you lose more things, but you've lost uh, the, the people in charge being elected by the actual people of your country. You've, lo- you've lost your democracy to Maduro, who doesn't like that he lost the uh, supermajority in the National Assembly. That would be analogous to our Congress. And so he just doesn't recognize it, or and he doesn't That's recognize right. the actual members of the Supreme Court elected according That's to right. the Constitution and the law. That's right. And he has a parallel parliament and a parallel Supreme Court uh, to do whatever he wants. And he keeps doing it because he just has the military power. This is the key in Venezuela. So power in, in the government is really held by, by who has the guns in Venezuela. And the guns are in the military's hands. So they can do whatever they want. And if people don't agree with them, then they just shoot them. And that's what's happening. They're sending actually militias through the streets of Caracas, the capital city where I lived. And they have AK-47s and they're running down in motorcycles, capturing people, killing them and intimidating them. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask uh, is, um, uh, you're an expatriate, you're uh, now living in the U.S., your, your parents are in Spain. Um, is this an unusual thing, or, or is this a fairly common thing that people have been trying to flee um, the undemocratic, undemocratic Maduro regime? Yes, it, it's been a, a terrible uh, emigration. It's been just huge. The United Nations estimated that by 2018, between 2015 and 2018, about 3 million Venezuelans left out of a country of 30 million. That is 10% of the population. Now, this is only the UN data based on the people who are officially counted. If you see polls from Venezuela asking how many family members have left and to and seeing how many households say that, there are about 5.5 million Venezuelans out of the country. That is about 17% of the population. That is, that's hard for an American to kind of get our heads around that, that many people leaving because things have gotten bad. Um, so uh, am I correct that the Maduro government no longer even prints inflation figures? That's right. The, for many years, they haven't put inflation figures. So right now we're just uh, relying on international institutions, on economists who develop different measures, and our own National Assembly who has a measure. So um, I looked up the Economist magazine. What is it like for people to deal with, this is an incredible number, something around 1,700,000% inflation in a year? 
Yeah, but I think that a better way to understand it is that prices double every week or two, uh, approximately. Uh, so imagine, you know, something costs $1 today, next week it costs 2 next week it costs 4 then 8 and so on. So what people do is that every time they get money or every time they can get their hands into a loan, they completely spend it right in, in that moment so that they can buy something of value and keep their value. So this is, it just becomes a, a cycle of more fast spending and more inflation and more inflation, and it just keeps us accelerating. So one, one of the things um, Maduro and before him uh, Chavez were, was noted for was expropriation, which is a phrase not all Americans hear because uh, thankfully our government doesn't just go around and expropriate property um, all the time. But um, my understanding is the government literally went to, like, a toilet paper factory and went to um, private businesses and just said with the Army, this no longer is your private business. This is now controlled by the Army and the government. Um, That's right. And, that, uh, it was, mm-hmm. and so you have that expropriation. You also have that rate of inflation is like they don't even need to send the government in. But if you just, like, worked and saved up money in your local uh, currency, the boulevard, the value of it is being expropriated with inflation. The, the value of anything that, you earn mm-hmm. is just being destroyed. It sounds horrible. It's a very good way to put it, John, uh, and it, because it's completely true. So Chavez was very famous, the previous dictator he, that died in 2013. He was very famous for just running, you know, walking around Caracas and looking at something he liked and saying, that's not yours anymore, it's the government, it's the workers' own uh, property and everything. And that's the, the reason we have inflation, and that's the reason we have shortages of food, John. What happened was that Chavez came into power in 1999, and the fir- one of the first things he did after changing the constitution to stay in power was to start expropriating companies, start expropriating land especially, like agricultural uh, production, and then putting up controls on foreign trade and ex- foreign exchange uh, of currency. That way, the government controlled who get- got to bring imports, what got to be imported, and they could also steal money. So when they destroyed the, or domestic production with their price controls, with expropriations, which are nationalizations, uh, and at the same time they control foreign trade, they basically closed off the country and left us with nothing to eat inside. So th- this brings me to maybe like the, the image that I'd like to to paint to our uh, uh, listeners, I've seen pictures, these uh, photographs of bridges connecting Venezuela uh, uh, to uh, your neighbor, and the government is blocking the bridges. Why would they do that? Like, I'm, I mean, I'm an American. Like, Canada and Mexico are our friendly neighbors, and we have bridges and and roads, and you can go back and forth. Uh, here we're in Minnesota. We uh, we like for fishing to be able to go to Canada or vice versa. And our government isn't like trying to keep things from Canada from like crossing the road. Uh, but what is uh, the Maduro government afraid could come in from abroad? They're afraid of humanitarian aid, uh, John. The United States, Canada, Colombia, Brazil, Switzerland, countries from all around the world have sent humanitarian aid to alleviate short-term the needs of all these people who are starving in Venezuela. Approximately 300 to 800,000 children are going to die of malnourishment within the next few months if we don't do anything in Venezuela. And they sent all these medical supplies and food, no military equipment, and they left it in the border town of Cucuta between Colombia and Venezuela. And, well, the day last weekend came when they were going to put this aid inside the country, and the response from Maduro was to block the borders. And when they tried to get the aid in, they burned the trucks with food and with medicine for people who are starving. That's what they did. They burned them. This, yeah, I'm, I'm hosting a radio show, so I'm not supposed to be speechless. This is kind of unspeakably cruel. 
And so I can understand if you're doing this, you don't want to have an election because I would imagine burning uh, humanitarian aid, burning medicine for kids has to be incredibly unpopular with the people. But That's right. Wow. That, so that, that's what's going on. So um, we're getting close to a break. Um, when we come uh, back from the break, I, I want to keep you around and ask about like what can be done, uh, 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 what is what is going on, and also um, maybe get some more details on uh, some of the success stories of Venezuela in the past. Because uh, when I was doing my research, um, my understanding is General Motors used to make trucks like the Silverado in Venezuela, and I'm trying to figure out does that even happen anymore. Perfect, yeah. Um, well, definitely. What happened was that uh, in the 1950s, Venezuela was one of the richest countries in the world, uh, even comparable to Britain. And uh, we had a, you know, that's the time when we had so much immigration from Europe. My grandparents immigrated from Italy and Spain to Venezuela. People with, they came with nothing like them. They were able to, you know, just like in the American dream, own houses, own their own businesses, become wealthy. And uh, then they lost everything to this regime. And and it was because we had prior property rights. It was because we had low levels of regulation. And it was because we were a regular country that had a lot of oil. And, you know, we have a lot of opportunity to build. Um, General Motors there did create cars. Uh, Fiat created cars. Right now it's part of Chrysler. Um, many other businesses existed. And then... Progressively, if the government took away prior property, then those businesses just started leaving. Okay, so when we come back, I want to hear about what can happen, but also the uh, uh, thing I didn't think about, which was Venezuela used to be a place that was really attractive to move to Venezuela for great opportunities. So stay tuned to the King Banyan Radio Show. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Have you tried digital marketing but don't know if it's getting you customers? Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is working and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. 
In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back to the King Banyan Radio Show. I'm your guest host, John Spry, and I'm filling in for King, um, who is studying Brexit. And we are thrilled to have uh, Daniel D. Martinez back uh, with us. Uh, and we're talking about Venezuela. And so um, I was just fascinated right before the break by the idea uh, for your for your in your experience that um, people in the 1950s were moving to Venezuela, the exact opposite of unfortunately what's happened recently, and viewing Venezuela as a land of opportunity where you could have a better standard of living and a better life than like Spain or Italy. Yes, and it was a better life in Spain and Italy. These countries were, you know, after World War II devastated, and they had also, Spain at least had a terrible dictatorship until the 1980s. So all these people came to Venezuela, Portugal, people from Portugal, from Spain, from Italy, especially those were the three main uh, countries of uh, immigration to Venezuela. And even from Colombia, from Ecuador, everywhere in the world people came to Venezuela. We are, we became a country of immigrants. So, so that I mean, very similar to the U.S. is you think about um, like you have to you have to give things up. You're not going to be in the town you grew up in. Uh, it's going to be harder to see relatives. And so, Venezuela was so attractive, and you, you mentioned Spain. So, people liked the democratic aspect of Venezuela and ideas about rule of law and private property, which was uh, and not being devastated by a war which was better than, like, Spain, which was still recovering from the Spanish Civil War and didn't have democracy. They had a strongman ruling. And and so that's one thing. And hearing about Venezuela, I I haven't heard in the American press as a reminder, is so many people in Venezuela were there by choice. That's right. Venezuelan, uh, like... I, I can tell you a percentage where a very, very large percentage of the population was made of immigrants. We had, until not so long ago, millions of Colombians out of 30 million people. We had millions of people with Spanish descent, with Italian and Portuguese descent in the country. And a lot of people with double citizenship. In fact, many of our current members of parliament have double citizenship. I have double citizenship. So... Uh, it, it, it sounds to me like, uh, from an American perspective, this is highlighting to me the importance of things that are very basic, but if you lose them, uh, it's it's devastating. Uh, the consent of the governed by having democracy, um, private property rights, and the rule of law. Those are three things Venezuela had for decades. And when you lose them, does this sound right to you? The Economist says that the the GDP has fallen in half in five years. Um, yes, um, yeah, it's been terrible. And well, it is not just. It is true that it, the rule of law it is is very important, and as well as private property. But I have to highlight uh, because some people say that it's because of the oil price. Some people say it's because of corruption, and that's not the truth. The reality is that. Taking away our property, which is the basic tenet of socialism, increasing um, regulations to foreign trade, and at the same time imposing price controls, destroyed our economy. Taking away the oil from, from per hands destroyed our economy, destroyed oil production. Right now we're producing less than a million barrels a day when we're producing three and a half 20 years ago. We should be producing 10. And... So what I'm trying to say is that it is a myth that people say that it is because the oil price fell. It is a myth that it is because of corruption. Because, John, you can see all these countries around the world, like Saudi Arabia, that are completely dependent on oil, and you don't see people starving when the oil price went down. 
And you can see other corrupt countries, such as, let's say, for example, Mexico, which is a highly corrupt country. You don't see people starving in the millions in Mexico, like in Venezuela. Um, so yeah, the, this I, I so so you think you're, this is right to kind of zero in on the, the importance of private property and the fact that if you lose the idea of private property that's defended by independent courts and the rule of law, your society can collapse. That's exactly what happened in Venezuela. The reason Venezuela is in an economic crisis is because of socialism, nothing else. And and so if you have if you have uh, private property rights, so I'm going to just uh, think about grocery stores. Um, to somebody in Venezuela uh, like you, uh, who then moves to the U.S., what's the difference between going to a Venezuelan grocery store and going to an American grocery store? Wow, that is, that is one of the of the biggest differences of the most uh, observable ones. And it is just amazing. Like the first time, you know, I went to a different grocery store, it was just uh, an amazing experience. Because in Venezuela, you probably have only one brand of cereal, if you have any cereal at all. Uh, it has no color because the company has to save because of the price control. So they just don't put color to the, to the boxes many times. And it's just brown boxes. Uh, and here you have so much competition. You have so many different options that it's hard to choose, you know, at, at, at the beginning. Uh, so it, it is really great that you can see supermarkets here, how much different uh, com- companies produce different things. Uh, they compete in prices, they compete in quality, and that's something that socialism took away. And and so as, as we look uh, sort of forward, um, you're saying that the, the big event to look at is uh, 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 when Juan Guado, the uh, elected interim president um, from the National Assembly, comes back from his foreign tour, he's visiting countries like Brazil that um, recognize that he's the uh, constitutional uh, ruler, not the strongman Maduro. That's right. So he's in this trip, and what I hope he's doing in this trip is that he needs to build support to uh, get these countries to help us take back our country, John. Uh, Venezuelans have no weapons. We are unarmed. The government, that's also another thing they did. They took away the, the right to uh, bear arms in Venezuela. Uh, so we're unarmed. Uh, we have no way to fight back against these collectivos, which are paramilitary forces trained by the government, trained by Cubans, trained by Hezbollah in Venezuela, and given Russian weapons. Uh, we have no way to fight them back. And if we don't get foreign military help, then we're never going to, to be able to return our democracy. Well, I want your democracy back. Uh, Venezuela sounds like it was a wonderful place of opportunity. We have to. We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. Our whole lives, we've been told what to do with our investments. And now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money. At Online Trading Academy, we offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, I'm Alyssa with Business 1440, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for over eight years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of our partner schools. It's that simple. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. The colder weather tends to allow for more time to reflect on things. Sometimes we wonder if we're doing the right things, or at least wonder if we're doing the best things. 
As a business, it is easy to be distracted by the advice of others, the influence of the world's view on how things should be, and certainly by our carnal desires. We pray that as the Kingdom Builders continues, that we would never lose sight of what and who is really important. As we will certainly make mistakes in this endeavor, we trust that the Church, the Word, and the Holy Spirit will guide and direct us back on point. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. Let's face it, life can get busy. Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.